Thank you for joining us as we bring you this worship service of 7th Avenue Presbyterian Church. Our reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. The Reverend Allie Utley is preaching, and her sermon is titled, A Story About Zacchaeus. You'll find the link to our complete announcements in your email. Here are a few highlights. The last Sunday of each month, we gather virtually for social hour via Zoom at 11 a.m., so I hope to see you there today for that. We anticipate our first in-person Sunday worship service being August 29th. Over the coming months, our IT team will be working to equip the sanctuary for hybrid, that is, in-person and virtual service options. This will allow us to continue to include those unable or not yet comfortable with attending in person and to help us ease our way back to in-person worship throughout the summer we'll be having more in-person small group gatherings both indoors and outdoors for those who were unable to join the first prayer and fellowship gathering held in the sanctuary the reverend dr leslie veen will be holding two more for those who are fully vaccinated one on July 11th and the other on August 15th. If you're interested, send your RSVP to Pastor Veen. Registration is now open for the next Companions on the Innerway Virtual Retreat, which will be August 11th to the 14th. The Reverend Sharon H. Edwards and Carolyn Foster are co-presenting on the Wisdom of Incarnation. Embodied Practices for a Liminal Time. Details are in the written announcements. And now, in preparation for worship, you're invited to quiet yourself, becoming still as you prepare to worship God.
Let us pray. God of endless possibilities, we offer thanks for the gifts of life. When we miss your presence among us, forgive us. Open our eyes, our hearts, and our minds to experience you wherever we are. And now in silence, we continue in prayer. We have been sealed with the love of God so that we can be kind to one another, tender-hearted and forgiving, making us imitators of God through the mystery of God, the love of Christ and the power of the Spirit, we are forgiven. Alleluia. Amen. Reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, beginning with the first verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. Guide us, O God, by your word and spirit, that in your light we may see light, that in your truth we may find freedom, that in your will we may discover your peace through the power of your many names. Amen. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to that place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to Jesus, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Humanity came to seek out and to save the lost. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the Church. Thanks be to God. Herbert Alfred is one of the greatest storytellers of our time. You may know him better as Bert, 
the singer-songwriter, chimney-sweep, sidewalk chalk artist for Mary Poppins. Bert's sidewalk chalk drawings are frameworks and foundations for magical escapades. They provide a literal jumping point from hard reality to the realm of imagination. There's something about our reading from Luke today, maybe the movement or characters or the plot, something about it leads me to imagine this scene drawn out in sidewalk chalk. Our setting is ancient Jericho, one of the earliest settlements dating back to 9,000 BCE. It has one of the oldest protective walls in the world. A Greek geographer living around the time of Jesus describes Jericho as a plain surrounded by mountainous country, a place with all kinds of cultivated and fruitful trees, mostly palm trees, everywhere watered with streams. It's a big city with an amphitheater, palace, parks. In the city of Jericho, there is a crowd gathering. Some man seems to be at the center of it all. We jump into the story. We know this man is Jesus. We know Jesus has been traveling the region, healing people, eating with people, telling all kinds of stories. And we know Jesus plans to travel through Jericho. He's on his way to Jerusalem. Imagine yourself in the middle of the crowd. What does it sound like? Smell like? How does it feel? We journey through the story and see Zacchaeus, the tax collector, up in a tall, sturdy sycamore tree. Jesus approaches, looks up, and demands, Zacchaeus, come down. I must stay at your house today. People begin to mumble under their breath or even yell out in complaint. All these people gathered, and Jesus chooses to engage Zacchaeus, who by all accounts is not a good dude. First of all, he is rich, and Jesus has made clear in his travels that the good news of the gospel is not necessarily good news for rich people like Zacchaeus. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. And Zacchaeus is a tax collector. He works for the empire. He cheats and steals people out of their money. And we know Jesus likes to befriend the marginalized or the outcast. But this guy hardly fits that bill. He is powerful. Zacchaeus is at the center of Roman society. Why would Jesus want to stay and eat with Zacchaeus? The crowd grumbles. People speculate. So Zacchaeus comes down. He says to Jesus, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, which he probably has, I will pay back four times as much. We could read this statement as one of repentance and a promise for future action. Maybe imagine this man sort of fumbling around, trying to make things right when he comes face to face with Jesus. But there's a group of scholars who think maybe we're getting our tenses mixed up in our translation. 
that Zacchaeus isn't telling Jesus what he plans to do. He's telling Jesus what he has already done to atone for his sins. And that kind of paints a different picture of Zacchaeus, doesn't it? It might change our impression of Zacchaeus, whether or not he is making a promise or telling us about what he's already done. But Jesus's response to Zacchaeus isn't contingent on any of this. Jesus says, today, salvation has come to this house because Zacchaeus too is the son of Abraham. It doesn't matter what Zacchaeus has done or will do. Salvation is his because he is a child of God. Zacchaeus climbed a tree to see Jesus and his life changed that day because Jesus saw him. Though it isn't a part of the reading from Luke, I think the last block of our sidewalk story would be a meal hosted by Zacchaeus. Who do you think would be there? What do you think might be served? What might be the topic of conversation? You see, the thing about the stories of the Bible, the thing about this big story of God and salvation, and I suppose the thing that makes me want to sketch it out in sidewalk chalk, these stories don't just live on a page in a book or in an image on the sidewalk. These stories are alive. They live in us. The Bible invites us to jump into a multidimensional, richly complex, mysterious story. The story of our faith, of a God bringing order out of chaos, breathing life into dust, leading captives into freedom, calling wandering children home, giving bread to the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty, raising the dead to life. And our story continues. The story continues in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And the story continues for us today. God meets us where we are and sees us in whatever metaphorical tree we've climbed. God invites us. No matter what we've done, no matter who we are, God invites us to be a part of God's story. Our lives, our words, our work, our actions, our beliefs, our relationships, our lives tell a story. What story or what picture are we creating here? One of brokenness, division, evil, pain, and tears? Or a vision of God's kingdom in which anger melts the swords of hate, tears water thirsty ground, and love extends to all of creation. In this season of distance and waiting and uncertainty, let's take time to jump feet first into the word of God. Let us be transformed by it and let us invite others in.
Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God who opens our eyes and hearts that we may see and be seen, know and be known. We believe in Christ who greets us in unexpected ways, transforming our lives through love. We believe in spirit who gives us new vision and sends us forth to share it. This we believe. Amen. pray. For the gift of light, the gift of breath, the gift of life, we give you thanks, O God. We pray that we might sense your presence as we listen to the songs and voices of our community, and as we remember the stories that live in us. Grant us a drink of your goodness to quench our thirst, and a meal to sustain us. We pray for those we know and for those we have yet to meet, that each would be held in your beauty and cared for in whatever way they need. As we move out of the survival mode brought on by the pandemic, we pray that you would ease our bodies and tend our worn out nerves. Help us to be gentle with ourselves and with one another as we navigate honoring our fear still present and our logic assuring us forward. As we move deeper into the summer and the shortage of water, we pray for wisdom that as a community in the Bay Area and as a larger society, we might find a way forward to care for this planet for our resources, 
and for our future as a species. Be in the stirrings of each of our hearts as we continue now in silent prayer. We make these prayers in the spirit of the one who taught us to pray, saying, Our God who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Take me as I am. 
As we go forth transformed by this season, we are invited to reflect on what kind of story we are creating and to enter a vision of God's kingdom in which anger melts the swords of hate, tears water thirsty ground, and love extends to all of creation. Amen. grace of God who created you in love, the peace of Christ who teaches it is possible to be love, and the power of the Spirit who calls you ever forward into new experiences of love be and abide with you this day, this week, and evermore. Amen. <music>